PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and gentle women, and guys, and gals, and dolls? Hey, gang, it is time for your best of January 2023. We have a bunch of media diet stuff in here. I got my review of Jurassic World Live, the live tour. And also, uh, we have a review of Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool, all spread out over these five episodes from the month of January. Uh, so enjoy this best of stuff. And if you want to hear the rest, you got to go to patreon.com slash Crespodiso. And there uh, you can sign up for a monthly fee anywhere between one to five dollars a month that you choose your payment plan that works for you. And then you get access to all the great shows that we do and even the bad ones. Um, so it's a real, real grab bag. We're doing, we just did Michael Manuary, where we talked about a bunch of Michael Mann stuff for the month of January. Now it is February, and we're doing a lot of Drewvies, movies that Drew picked for this month. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, patreon.com slash So sign up. In the meantime, here's some free stuff. Here's some free best ofs for you. Enjoy and sign up today. Be cool. All right. up on Tulsa King. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's exact, I, I, I apologize for, no, for that. <laughs> it's, it's the exact kind of show that you would... Uh, it's a Bosch. It's a Jack Reacher. It's it's just like all that. G- Goliath. <laughs> I see, I, some of them I won't watch for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not saying, oh my god, you gotta watch Tulsa King. No. Yeah, no. Um, sure you don't. Like I but I'm sure there are millions of dads out there saying, You gotta watch Tulsa King! Have you seen this Tulsa King? It's actually pretty good, bro. <laughs> so he can act, man. There's a scene where he was crying. I was like, oh, I feel this. Oh, shit. This guy's good. You wanna eat some of this pastrami with me? I bought too much. Again. <laughs> um, No, it's whatever. It's a whatever show. He's fine. What's this lady? Andrea Savage. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's fine, but her character is insane. Uh, what it's a it's crazy. It's a, it's gotten crazier in the last couple episodes. Well, I'm sure because they're, they're trying to make it interesting. Well, because yeah, and also the sh- it, that season's winding up. Uh, as we record right now, I don't know if it's on how it works. If it's like an 8 p.m. debut, yeah. I don't know. Does, does Paramount do you know have like a cable? I don't know if they do because uh, I, I know I, they I know, used to. Well, I know HBO does. HBO does. So you have to wait until like 8 p.m. for Game of Thrones to drop yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I think that may be the same issue with Tulsa King. I gotta wait till tonight for the new. I'm not anxious but it's already uh, the season finale tonight okay so if i watch all the way up to this so in at the end of episode seven a character who the whole season has been just some like uh 
he's the weed store owner. It's Martin Starr. He's the weed store owner. And he's like, oh, man, I'm being pushed around. Oh, my God. I don't know what I'm doing. He makes a turn at the end of episode seven. He's like, oh, actually, secretly, I'm, I'm this kind of secret criminal genius <laughs> making money this way. And you're like, what the fuck is that here? But also, it still lines up with the character because it's very modern. It has to do with, like, crypto and stuff. It's okay. so stupid. It's funny. It's a dumb show. It's a guy who did... um. Boardwalk Empire. Ter- oh, Terrence Winter. I'll only watched a couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a fine show. He does like fine TV. People like it. Okay. Uh, the dude who wrote The Pilot Invented is the Taylor Sheridan guy. So the quote Taylor yeah. Sheridan show. But he has like seven shows in production right now, literally. Most of them are run by other people. That's just how you, that's how you, that's how you become a Taylor Sheridan, <laughs> I guess. Jesus. Failed actor Taylor Sheridan. <laughs> Best thing he ever did was write a screenplay. For his life, anyway. Anyway. Before we talk about, we didn't see any new movies, right? I mean, we saw movies. Well, I saw movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, n- nothing we, new in yeah, theaters. We, yeah, we have media diet stuff, but we didn't go to the theaters. No. <clears throat> so before we talk about media diet stuff, uh, real quick, just gonna say since it's a new year, uh, Crespo Hundo twenty twenty three has already begun. I, I yeah, it's it's I mean, today. It is five thirty on the first. There's already multiple posts out there. Crespo Hundo 2023. It, that's it. It's underway. I can't yep. do nothing about it. No. Not time. There's nothing. Nothing. It keeps moving forward. It keeps moving forward. Relentlessly. And, and it's a thing now that uh, has nothing to do with me anymore. Now no. it belongs to the people. Now yes. it's the people's hundo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you, 2023 you, is here to people's hundo. You, you gave birth to it, and now it has grown up and gone on to do its own it, thing. It's moved out of the house. Uh, Scott the Spot, longtime listener, patron of the show, great guy. Uh, thanks for the support, Scott. He, uh, I remember he petitioned last year. He was like, can we call the Crestville Hundo 23? Like, do we got to keep... I guess he's trying to save the two characters on Twitter. I don't okay. Know. He's like, do I got to keep saying 2023? 20, can I just say 23? I feel like if it's, if you say Crestville Hundo 23, then it's like WrestleMania 23. Yeah. Like, there's been 22 other Crestville yeah, Hundos. It hasn't. Right? That would be a lie. Yeah. Also, it started as a Blade Runner 2049 reference. Okay. I sort of like, I like that. Mm-hmm. And then also, like I said, the horse is out of the stable. It's grown up. I can't, the, the posts are already out there. Crespo, anyway. It's a long-winded, long-winded way of saying that's what it is and it's happening again <laughs> by people, including me. How many movies do you think you, new movies do you think you saw this year? As you went through that list for our best of episode. I mean, a decent amount. I mean, I, I, I would say definitely over 50. <laughs> I mean, one a week minimum. You've yeah. seen one new movie a week minimum. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, normally. Absolutely, just yeah. normally. Yeah. So, um, you mean you've seen like sixty or seventy? And so, sometimes they double up. I don't. It. And then some weeks there's two, and then some weeks, yeah. but then some weeks there's none. And I see, I see a lot of movies. On top of, I mean, not even counting all the series and, and the all that shit. Hours of television that I watch and the video gaming. Yeah. Yeah. You doing more on high in life? No, not really. No. I, I just first for, for what I, like I played it that once. Yeah. And. Like I haven't, th- there's been no urge to go back to it. Yeah, I, I I picked up a little bit yesterday. I think it has to do. It's it's mostly got to do with the subpar gameplay portion. Like it's funny. Like I get it. Jokes. Yeah. yeah. The shooter mechanic. It's but a little. It's, yeah. It's just it's a little stiff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not as polished as like the bigger budgeted. You know, more polished games. Which is fine. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I'm not playing the game for the shooter aspect of it that's just the gameplay part that I'm trying to get through so I can enjoy the actual game itself yeah yeah I've only played a little bit it's fine they'll see I'm, I'm, a, I'm more likely to go back and power wash some shit I power wash this big old drill some 
construction company dropped off a huge drill. Man, all the nooks and crannies. Oh, my God. That took surprisingly long time, even with all my upgraded equipment and shit. Oh, here's the funny thing. So you can buy all this upgraded equipment. So I'm buying it. I have stronger power washers, bigger wands, all this stuff. Uh, and it's still like taking me the same amount of time to clean everything because I never actually equipped my my upgraded equipment. <laughs> I never went into the menu, Drew. You're bad at video games. Chris. I'm bad at video games. <laughs> I, I, I clean. I took so long cleaning all this huge shit that yeah. I could have been flying through yeah. with my Prista 3000 Pro, like yeah. whatever this fucking uh-huh. thing I got yeah. now. Yeah, Man. You, you you bought it all thinking that it just what auto equip? Yeah. Yeah, why, why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't? Why do I have to like physically go? Yep. Okay, now I want the better thing. Why? Yep. Why would I? Ever, why would I want the worst thing if I bought the better thing? You have to make the choice. <laughs> Choose a side. <laughs> Just like in real life, Chris, you, you can buy the upgraded power thing, but if you don't use it, I wasted so much time. I wasted time. Congratulations. It's fine. Um, say now I'm cleaning. The, I think a treehouse. I don't know what's next. Movies. Let's start your media diet. I watched. Uh, I, like three episodes of the peripheral so there's only one episode left oh okay we, we, yeah because that's got, only that's only an eight, eight episode yeah so we got to, we got through the penultimate episode cool okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's fun it's a it's wacky w- wacky weird show yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then you're like who's even a real person who's a peripheral in the in the 2090 because yeah, that bad I'm, lady she's so always the in peripherals right chris in 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 2090 it's I don't know if you're a person, a peripheral, or if you are just like a VR thing in the distance. Yeah, augmented reality. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. That's a f- interesting detail that I really, I really like that it hides all the damage to the city. I mean, everything. I have a feeling like that seems more likely in reality than most things. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Right. It actually, seems like a. People have thought of that. No. I go, this is what we would do in this situation. We have augmented reality to hide the fact that we're alone in this destroyed world. To fight the depression. <laughs> to, to, fight, to fight off the inevitable depression of um, being the product of humanity's fuck-ups. Yeah. Oof. Oh, I just had an existential I, I, quiver I, I, go through I, my spine. I, I do like how, like, the... The download was meant for the brother, so it was supposed to go into his haptic, but it didn't. So yeah. now she's got some weird brain bacteria. Yeah, the DNA transforms a bac- manifests as bacteria in her head. That's crazy. Like, wow, that's that reads better in a book. <laughs> that's fucking. I, I wonder weird. if that was that even in the book. I can't I remember because uh, I read it a couple years ago, and it was, it's pretty dense with info. Yeah, and I feel like this show really does a lot of uh, streamlining things and trying to make it more. And also, we mentioned it. It's supposed to be like a version of the book, like a stub. A the, stub of the yeah, book, yeah. The book is a st- uh, the show's a stub of the book, which makes sense if you watch the show. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah I'm enjoying it. It's good. Cool, yeah. right? So one left. So one, I, I watched that, and then you're done. the whole third season of Jack Ryan, because it dropped on Christmas. Whoa! See, that's your Tulsa King, Jack Ryan. <laughs> It's over now. <laughs> just because Krasinski is younger doesn't make him better in Stallone. No, he's not. He, he's no better. But no. Uh, Sylvester Stallone doesn't have Wendell Pierce as his fucking backup. No, so. no, 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 no. There's no. Who's, yeah, if he has Garrett Hedlund, who's who's pretty decent. Uh, the older Garrett Hedlund likes the more I like him. No. Uh, but no, he's that's no Wendell Pierce. No, oh, that's I fucking mean, that's fucking dude, awesome. Yeah, I mean, did they do? Isn't season two? Wasn't he like barely running around, being like, I'm having a heart attack? This whole yeah, Wendell uh-huh, Pierce. Yeah. So he's okay. He's not having a heart attack. No, anymore? not anymore. Good for him. No, it's it's him, and Good then the him. guy who played uh, Frank Underwood's assistant. Frank Underwood's assistant. I can't. I can't picture him at all. I'll show you. Been, been a minute since I've watched uh, Bo Willamount's House of Cards this year. Brought to you by Netflix. 
Netflix and Coca-Cola team up to bring you House of Cards, starring Michael Kelly. Michael Kelly. Oh, yeah, that guy. Absolutely. Elliot. Yeah. Elliot. Yes. He shows up in season two, and now he is, like, constantly in it. So. He's he's solid. He's a great character actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. So good? Like, for what it is? I mean, or uh, not the, even... it, it, it took me... Th- this season, it took me, like half the season for me to actually be interested in what was going on and what was going on uh so in this season it's like a a weird like russian coup attempt inside uh all this like small war theory bullshit Mm -hmm. you you know timelines you know old people coming back you know so there's older characters that you're following and nowadays you follow what they did back in the day okay so like there's this whole like small nuclear bomb project that gets Shut down in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then you find out throughout the whole thing that it never got shut down and it's still currently going, and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Sure, yada. sure, sure. So yeah. there's this like, Russian coup going on, a world war about to start. Whoa, okay. All right. It's, eh. I mean, I feel like, though, that's a lot of Clancy stuff where it's just yeah. all this, like, it's kind of real world level, like, stakes, espionage. Like, big, I mean, they're big things, but still, they're not that grandiose or crazy, so yeah. it's. Sometimes can be kind of boring. Well, like, th- well, well, it's a separatist it's, group, and they want this to happen, well, no, it's and not, it's, it's not all about that. Chechnya, think, or, you know, like the uh, like the the first two, like the first season, Krasinski was very much playing like the Jack Ryan character. You know, he's, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. an analyst, he's a doctor, he's my back know, hurts. No, like he like he <laughs> knows how to use weapons, but he's not like the first person to fucking draw the weapon in a situation. Right. You yeah, know? sure. He's, he's not... That's not his go-to move. Yeah, he's not, he's not an action guy. Yeah. By the end of season three, and he's just fucking running around shooting people. He's just an, <laughs> he's just an action guy? Yeah. Fucking... How much... I wonder how so, much has Krasinski being like, this is what I want to do. I want to be this maybe. guy. Right? Could be. So weird how some... some I don't know. I guess it's not for... For some people, certain actors... Krasinski doesn't work for me in a weird way as an action guy so much. What was that one movie he did? 13 hours? Yeah. Was that 13 hours? That, that's when he debuted the beard. The he's be- like, yeah. he's like, beard, gun. Be- beard, gun. I'm tough <laughs> in this one. I will never spike the camera. Not once. <laughs> Not once for two hours while I spike the camera <clears throat> and make a sardonic look like, uh-oh, mm. this guy. Oh, oh boy. Um, who's another one that I don't like? Those who do trying it. I forget. I had, I had him with his face in my brain. I forget. Okay. Uh, so it was fine. Okay, it was what it was. It was what it was. That's it's your it's your Tulsa King. It's it, it's it's just something to put on while you use your phone, smoke some weed, make, get up, get and, make your plate of food without hidden paws, and and, and hopefully <laughs> be interested in the story. <laughs> pick up enough details. I'm like, okay, I think I know what's going on now. Like I, said, I think just, I care just, now. Just hoping to be interested by the story. Cause like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll watch it. Uh, like if it, I I know it's over. So I don't have to watch any more of this stupid fucking show. Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, well, with Tulsa King, it's like I was intrigued enough by the setup. Like, okay, we're sending fish out of water, mobster to Tulsa. This will be weird. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, in the first episode, it's like, okay. But then after the first episode, I get it. Now it's, is there anything else that gets interesting? And then uh, it, it gets so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's a stupid show. Convoluted. Not convoluted so much as like... Man, they're making this up. As, obviously, the, the TV show, everything's made up. Yeah. But it's like, man, they're making this up as they go along. They don't, they, do they know where they're going? I don't think they know where, where they're going with this thing. Um, Peripheral Jack Ryan, whole season. With how many episodes? Eight, eight, ten? Eight, eight, almost an hour? An uh, hour? Yeah, between 45 and an hour, depending. Because that seems to be the new trend. If yeah. they have, you know, 
they have at least 45 minutes of story to tell. Sometimes they got more. Sure, sure. That's fine. Tulsa King, it's usually between 30 and 40. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a, nice. little, it's a little shorter. So that's why Quick. it feels bin- more bingeable. Like, uh, by the time you're to see the episode of something, we're like, what the fuck? And then next episode. Hmm, no. All right, let's see what the fuck is happening next. This is ridiculous. Uh, peripheral. Jack Ryan, anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, well, that's fine. I got a bunch of... I watched a bunch of movies because I had to finish my Hundo 2022. Said so, so had to do a movie crunch? I had to do a bit of a movie crunch, which I'm not opposed to. You know, what the, it just means I, I fall behind on a couple other things. Uh, you know, you know like life stuff. Uh, okay, but I right, did, Fuck life. I did watch mostly horror stuff, as it turns out. Okay. I watched uh, X. Okay. That's on um, Showtime. Gotcha. So it's available on like Paramount Plus with the Showtime add-on yeah, and yeah. shit like that. So X is the one where it's set in the seventies. Mia Goth and uh, who's the other? Who's the other guy? In the uh, uh, Kid Cudi. Okay. Is that Kid? Is that Kid Cudi? I'm not being. I'm not being racist. Am I? You might be. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, so I couldn't tell you. I know, Drew. And, and now I just have to explain it to you. I'm gonna go uh, X. Let's see here. Um, well, this is the seventies porno slasher, right? Correct. It is a straight up, uh, yeah, Scott Scott Miss Goody. Yes, good Goody. Um, it's a straight up. I would say even a Texas Chainsaw homage. Okay. Because it, it's it's in California, but it's out on like the back roads of California mm-hmm. a bit. No, I'm sorry. No, it's in Texas. Back roads of Texas. Yeah. So it's it's in yeah. Texas, outside of Houston, and uh, this small group of people want to make a porno, and and this guy like essentially rents the Airbnbs. It's the 70s, but the Airbnb is uh, this old farmer's um, uh, bungalow. Okay. And he's like, we'll have some privacy. We can just shoot our scenes out here, steal some shots along the way. Uh, like at the gas station stuff as we go to the location. And then when they get there, uh, it's the old man and some old lady. And uh, and then they'll obviously they start killing the, the people there mm-hmm. there to make the, the porno movies. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's very good. I almost I liked it. Uh, my favorite part is like the lead up to all the killings and stuff like just there's a group of like ragtag group of fuckers uh, like making this porn and the one guy who's like gonna shoot it and quote direct it uh, he's like uh, no we're gonna make it like cinema we're gonna do all the like, we're gonna do real shots and it's gonna look good and uh, he was so determined to make like a real movie and then the other guy who was like producing the whole thing putting it together he was just all excited like if we make as much money as Debbie does Dallas man oh we're off the races it's funny Mia Goth is uh, and she sees as a chance to her character sees as a chance to um, become the star that she is because that's what she wants she wants to be a star she's a coked up girl who's like Looks in the mirror and she's like, "You are sexy." <laughs> um, it's cool. It's fun. I really enjoyed the style. Uh, Ty West makes interesting horror movies because they're all like slow burn type mm-hmm. of horror movies, and then when the shit hits the fan, they hit it hits pretty hard. So uh, it's pretty gnarly at times. Pretty gross and and and, and bloody. Um, cool, but good. Like well done. I really enjoyed it. And so it's part of a trilogy, mm-hmm. a planned trilogy. X came out earlier this year or 2022 and then later Pearl came out Pearl is available for rent for like five bucks so yeah. I rented that I rented Pearl and that is a prequel Pearl is the the old lady at the house who does all the killings and stuff mm-hmm. so it's her story okay 
And Pearl is also played by Mia Goth. It's not like these characters are related. It's just that, you know, they like working together and they're doing this whole piece, this whole arc piece. So it's Mia Goth. And that's set in the 19, uh, like 1919 during World War One and uh, also during the Spanish uh, flu. Okay. So people got masks and shit. (laughs) It's like genius. (laughs) It's genius to set something during the plague now. Everyone's got masks and we got our COVID protocols all in. It's fine. It works. It's very funny, um, and she's a she's a person who wants to she wants to be a dancer, and, and get out of her small town, get out of this house that she's still in the same house that's in, in next, and uh, uh, but then she uh, meets this guy who's like show, shows her porn, like early porn, like oh this this is gonna become legal someday, and um, that's it, a different movie. It's less of a slasher, more of a character study slow burn horror movie. What there's still some like you know gruesome death and murder yeah. that happens um, towards the end but it's more like both movies are really a showcase for Mia Goth especially Pearl Pearl's very much like a Mia Goth vehicle okay you know um, very very good a lot of people put on their like top 10s of the year mm-hmm. which okay. is intense no but uh, I don't know about top 10 well, that's, that's the way they roll Chris that's the way some people roll Pearl is very very good I don't know I may have liked X better just because stylistically I don't know it's also funnier X is funny. Pearl's a little sadder. Mm-hmm. Um, but good. Both very good. And then apparently, so those two, or one and two, the trilogy, the third one that I guess will be coming out this year is called Maxine because uh, that's the girl's name in, in, in X. Okay. Uh, Mia Goth's character is called Maxine. So it'll be picking up with her in the 80s, I believe. That's going to be a, an 80s uh, horror film. Maxine, M-A-X-X-X-I-N-E. Yes. Smart. Gotcha. Smart. It was good. Good. I liked it. Cool. I watched Bones and All. Yes. I watched Bones and All. Lucky bastard. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to pay 20 bucks for it. No, yeah, I, 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 I'm not paying $20 to see that movie. Yeah. I use, I, use, I use an Amazon card. Anyway, I technically didn't pay for it. But I watched it. Uh, very good movie. Very Luca Guadagnino and that it's, you know, we're just hanging out with these youths and and it's about like the small moments in between them hanging out on a beach, you know, and or um, sitting on a car, you know, she like that staring out over uh, a field as the sun sets. And then, you know, maybe all of a sudden someone will eat someone else. Like, okay. What? <laughs> young cannibal love. Young cannibal love. It's young cannibals on love on the road. Timothy Chalamet. Eating people. Chalamet. Eating people. Uh, it's based on a book. Um, uh, which I might, I, don't know, I might read it. It's a pretty good, pretty good story. Okay. Pretty interesting story where uh, there's just a small, very small part of the population are eaters. And it's not explained huh. why or how or anything. That just some some people amongst us uh, are cannibals. And, and uh, they try to st- stay away from each other. But these two meet. It's Chalamet and Taylor Russell is this actress. She was in the... Oh, she was in that movie Waves. Remember Waves? didn't see it yeah we did like, did we waves is the one where the, the guy is a high school wrestler and, oh. and he gets into a drunk driving yeah. accident kills someone yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, right. she, is she the sister she's the sister okay she yeah. was good in that she is good in that and she's really good in this very good as the uh the lead essentially where um her and her dad are they're just always on the move because of her anytime she like 
feeds feeds <laughs> like we gotta go and uh so it, it starts with her being invited to a sleepover big mistake yeah she, <laughs> she's gonna eat somebody she takes a gnarly bite of this girl's finger where it like rips the, the meat off her finger and and it comes back with just like bloody bone oh ugh. and it's very like fake looking pretty cg uh-huh. and i was still like <laughs> gross yeah gross um so then they gotta move and then the dad this is all that happens in the beginning dad abandons her gives her some money and a cassette tape where he's like he in a diary sort of way says let me tell you about all the, so just in case you forgot let me tell you about all the times you had different incidents <laughs> so she's like listening to this tape throughout the movie so we're finding out about the first time she bit her babysitter when she was three and all shit yeah. et cetera et cetera and then along the way, she meets Timothy Chalamet, who's also an eater, his character. And they hit the road together, and they travel through like four or five states. And eat people. Eating people. Before that, she meets Mike, Mark Rylance, who he's a real creepo. And uh, and uh, he helps her feed early on. And then she, she like sort of runs away from him. And then he becomes like this menacing, he's always out there. Figure in the yeah. background. Yeah, exactly. Very, very good. Very good movie. Um, uh, uh, Andre 3000 pops up. <laughs> I love that he's no. just showing up out of nowhere in movies now. Was it Andre 3000? No, I'm sorry. Not Andre 3000. What was, what was I? No, it was White Noise that he popped up in. I'm mixing up my Andres. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's another movie I watched, White Noise, which, oh boy. I'm the opposite review for White Noise. <laughs> let me tell you. Really? Yeah. No, I, I did not like it. The um, No, Andre Holland, the, uh, the guy from uh, The Nick. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. That guy. Andre Holland. He's the he's the dad, uh, Michael Stuhlbar, Chloe Savini. It's like a really good little cast. The director of uh, of the Pineapple Express, David Gordon Green. He pops up as like as as a wannabe eater. Nice. Like he's like he's teaching me the ways. He's showing me how to how to do it. It's fucking weird, man. It's a good weird movie. Really, really enjoy it. I think it's worth watching. Um beware if you know if you're a bit squeamish i'm a little squeamish so i had to be like a couple times ooh, ooh, close my eyes. not close my eyes but like squint <laughs> it's like oh no mm. back after it was worth it it's the sweetest i don't want to see timothy chalamet eat anybody oh man you're gonna you're gonna see him eat someone <laughs> you can see some like thomas Savini style pulling flesh mm. like uh like yeah. some really really intense um the graphic stuff um but good. It's the sweetest cannibal movie <laughs> you'll ever see. Like genuinely touching, touching, yeah. loving, romantic film. Cannibals in love. Cannibals, young cannibals in love. Young love. What's better than young love? Young cannibals in love. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more. Find, find young cannibals. Find young cannibals. Drives me <laughs> crazy. Ooh, ooh. Uh, we'll talk more about cannibals in the second half of this show. That's a tease. That's a tease. Uh, but yeah, I did watch White Noise on Netflix. It's like it's, it's, White Noise. The book has it's one of these quote unfilmable novels. Okay, you know it's yeah. very popular, and then people are always like, "There's no way you can. How can you make this into a movie? It's the narrative isn't quote like exciting enough. It's not linear enough. Uh, not too many th- the things that happen are just like revelations between characters. It might work better as a stage play than it would okay. as a movie. Maybe I don't know." Uh, so Noah Baumbach is like, I will prove that this movie is unfilmable, and he makes this movie or this book is unfilmable. And it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this isn't good. <laughs> so now it may partially be on me because also, um, I mean, the Rotten Tomatoes like sixty percent. That some of the reviews are okay. It's not like being shit on by everyone. Um, so maybe on me. I I read the book a few years ago and just remember being a little like, 
little nonplussed by it. But no. like a lot of people really talk this book up. It's kind of a you know a classic. This Don DeLillo, and uh, and I read it. and I finished it. I was like, yeah, okay, no. whatever. And then I watched the movie, and then I had the same feeling. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I remember. <laughs> I remember these plot points. So, yeah, sort of. Yeah, this is it's a thing about a there's a toxic event, a, a train crashes, so a toxic cloud spreads out over a part of America so people start evacuating the area but they get exposed to the to the toxins so they go to like you know it's the 80s so they go to some sort of like 80s style FEMA thing and they're like well the half life on, on this uh, chemical is 30 years uh, so check back with us in 15 years and if you're still good in 15 years then you know then it, then you got least, then yeah. it, then it maybe you have another fifteen to go, and he's like, "What are you talking?" Yeah, so I'm dead. I'm dead, no matter what. Probably. Well, I mean, we all are. That's the whole point. He's just <laughs> making a point, like, "Oh, we're all gonna be." It's like very, I don't know, kind of juvenile. The um, so and since it's a book, and obviously, what works about the book is the lyricism of you know the way it's written, the actual words, the mm-hmm. sentence, the structure of it. There's a lot of like voiceover stuff where people are just clearly reading passages from the from the book as as voiceover to images and I don't know I was pretty I was pretty bored by it. it's over two hours oh it's over two hours and I was pretty bored it's uh, not even a long book and you made an over two hour boring movie yeah, an over two hour pretty shitty. boring movie uh, and then also it's like full of all these good looking people that look like shit yeah. Adam Driver looks like shit Gre- Gre- Greta Gerwig looks like shit <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to take it off my list yeah I would not recommend it I'm sorry I'm am sorry. It's fine. Actually, I'm saving I'm saving you some time. You don't have you don't have to say you're sorry. You you took a I'm bullet s- for me. I'm, Thank s- you. I'm sorry. No, you took a media bullet. I took a media bullet. But I took a media diet shit bullet. That's what that was. I'm very humble. I'm one of the greatest, most humble people you'll ever meet. Speaking of, I'm a, I, you might be having some voice work coming your way. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take any work I can get. Uh, sex or otherwise. <laughs> so you're saying you're willing to do sex work? Is it voice sex work? No. No. no damn. I was gonna leave that. I'll be the outgoing message guy on the on the. Do they still have 900 sex numbers? They I have to. I don't. That's that's a great question. They must still have those. What a tried and true method of getting horny guys to spend money. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Back in the day, that was a, that that was the joke. It was the joke, but it was also a thing. Well, come on. That's just it. Like it was a thing, and it got to the point where like it became such a ubiquitous thing yeah. that we started joking about it socially. Yeah, and then, then maybe did it shame all those people? Like, oh shit, maybe I should just go back to jerking off to video porn like everyone else. But I need the voices they say to themselves. But, I need the interaction. But now we have the internet. Now we have the internet. We have iChat, and I mean, it... you can just do fucking. I, I mean, I'm sure like, you could you could go on Fiverr and write a list of dirty things you wanted some oh, sexy woman to say yeah, true, and, true. and she would do it on the cheap that, and then you yeah. can just listen to it for the rest of your life that's how I got both of the uh, for the intro the welcome to mm-hmm. Cinema Christmas just, just yeah. some sexy Fiverr ladies yeah, I was looking at the pictures and be like nah this one doesn't look good enough even though it's a voice only I was like I want to know yeah, yeah, good looking. Yeah, but what? That'd be weird. What? What? What if it's the ugly girl with the sexy voice? That's that's the joke. That's the joke <laughs> yeah. you would see. It's not even in a music video where someone's like, "Bye, lover," and, uh-huh. then, and then it cuts them at some like fat mom ironing, and there's kids running around. Yeah. The house is all uh-huh. disheveled exactly. and shit. Uh, yeah, I miss sex lines. That was a good time. <laughs> that was a good time. Um, we did not go see Megan. No, we did not. But we probably should if we should get a we? chance. I think so. It's very well reviewed. Okay. Very. Well, very I mean, well seriously, reviewed. when it comes to movies like this, with like uh, it's horror, but there's like a shtick. Yes. 
It, like, it leans into its shtick of it, this rubber faced uh, killer doll girl. I, I, I want to know what the consensus is before I spend any money to Ex- see it. Exactly. We, there's we a don't, very large chance that it could be hot dog shit. We don't need to be on the front lines of Megan. No. But, but no, actually. I'm going to be on the front. I got to save myself for the front lines of Barbie. Uh, That's going to be a rough one. That, no, Barbie has yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the, the thermometer is high. It's in the low 90s for, okay. both, for both top critics and overall. Its average rating is in the low 70s. Okay. And it's an hour 40. Man. So, yeah, we should check it out. It also came in number two at the box office this weekend oh. with a surprisingly strong $30 million opening weekend. That is a very successful marketing campaign That because it was tracking at like 20. No. To make 30? Wow. Especially the very beginning of January like this. That's a great opening weekend. And any other year... It probably would have been the number one movie of the weekend. But it, 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 Avatar's still up there. Avatar 2 made another $45 million this weekend. Only dropped 33% from last week to this week. It's also making like $50 million during the week. Like it's having crazy Tuesdays and Wednesdays still. Uh, let's see if I get some some more info here. Actually, it was like a whole big thing. I may even have to pull this. I may even pull the story on it where Cameron was like, it has to make X amount of dollars. It has to be one of the most successful films of all time just to break even and then to justify making the sequels. And he didn't put a number on it. And then some, some random journalist was like, we think that number is $2 million. So people are $2 running million. $2 billion, excuse me. So it would have to make $2 billion to break even. And then Cameron was like, no, that's it only has to make like $1.4 to break even, which it did a few days ago. Yeah. It's now past $1.5. This thing is going to hit Almost two. Maybe two. We'll see. Uh, sequels are now assured. <laughs> uh, it's happening. We're getting... It's happening, Drew. So we're getting three, four, and five now? We're getting three and four, definitely. Okay. And then most likely five. Uh, the drop-off would have to be huge for to not make five at this point. Because three is done. They're just in post-production or, on mean, three. And four, they shot the beginning of it. Well, but here, here's the thing. I mean... To- I obviously don't know the stories that he's telling, right. but I mean, s- someone could jump the gun on his fucking story. Sure, that's, that's true. In the meantime, yeah, you know, and then uh, and then he like, well, steal. fuck, can't do it now. Yeah, exactly. Like, man, that's what we were going to do. That's very possible. Um, Avatar crossed the half billion mark yesterday in its twenty third day of release. Uh, sets five hundred million here in America alone. And uh, b- 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 one, uh, let me see. The pick is at one point seven billion dollars globally. God damn! Seventh highest grossing film of all time, surpassing Jurassic World. Man, Jurassic World made one point six billion. No shit. That J World. That J World. Yeah. God damn. I, that's nostalgia. That is nostalgia. And um, Spider-Man No Way Home, that had like one of the biggest opening weekends ever, like 250, 270. Well, it was mean, stupid how much it made opening it, weekend. It, it's hands down probably the best Spider-Man movie ever made. It, and it, it's like, <laughs> what do you like about any of the Spider-Man movies? We're we gonna, got it. <laughs> we're going to put it all in this one. Yeah, it was a huge hit, right? It still topped out at $1.9 billion. Avatar, oh, this one opened at 130. Could still end up making more. Looking like the Spider-Man No Way Home. That's crazy. Okay. It's a good chance Avatar 2 could be in the top five. Highest grossing films of all time. Giving Cameron the number one, the number three, and number five highest grossing films ever. So he's, he takes the odds. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the odd numbers. Marvel, the, you can have the evens. <laughs> it's all Disney. It's, it is now all Disney. Technically, that first one was Fox at the time, but yeah. yes. No, the- Titanic was also Fox, right? I believe so. I think he just... Yeah, he was always working for Fox. 
uh, now Disney owns it now, you know, retroactively. No, those, so, it's, so it's all Disney. Those motherfuckers. And then at, uh, 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 Valentine's coming up here. We're getting a Titanic 3D re-release in theaters. Ugh. Yeah. So add another couple million to the to, to the total. That's how Avatar became the is still number one because they did re-releases. Yeah. Uh, but Endgame also anyway this match so stupid all Disney like you said so Megan we should probably see it um, also we do this every year January 7th was yesterday mm-hmm. so you got you got to do it happy birthday to Jeremy Renner happy birthday Jeremy Renner hope you're doing okay oh that asshole that asshole he's Instagramming he's he's, he, he's letting people know he's fine Anthony Jesnick uh, said on his podcast that Renner lost the leg we'll see if that's real or if he's just bullshitting it's, I mean, hard, to tell. it's hard to tell Jesnick <laughs> that would be hilarious because they have a running joke where they follow they've been following Renner's quote like music career and they're oh. like Ugh. they're like ironically saying how much they like his music yeah. and it's terrible no it's awful um, it, it's just it is so middle of the road <laughs> fucking midwestern just yeah generic rock. generic man of the country man yeah man of the land bullshit yeah it, the album, one of the album titles, uh, "What If Heaven Had a Name." Ugh, it, it does have a name, Jeremy. It does have a name. It's called Heaven. <laughs> um, also, happy birthday to Nicholas Cage. I'm done with that. And of course, none other than Dougie Doug. Cool. And David Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a pair of sunglasses on right now, I would take, you, some, you, I would you take would them off dramatically. <laughs> dramatically, in honor of Mr. Caruso. A, uh, a CSI, right? Yeah. CSI favorite? CSI Miami. CSI Miami. Specifically. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I watched that for a little while. I couldn't... Dude, like, something about... Like, it, like it's a total, like, Tony Scott shot where, like... It starts on it's a Michael Bay Tony Scott. Yeah. So it starts where you know it's just the the glossy golden fucking golden hour background. Yeah. Awesome thing. He takes off his glasses and then it does the fucking rotate it's yeah. just, as he does it. Yeah. Yep. And, and like he turns into it into the camera and he's like, "Wow, this guy's really looking far. <laughs> he's looking far and deep." And he, and he did it once an episode. <laughs> he did. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was his just one more thing. Yeah. yeah. Every every cop show has to have exactly. a guy do something if, if you want to be a success, Dennis. For, yeah, Dennis Franz. That was his name. He, he showed his ass once an episode. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, so Avatar two number one, making number two. Puss in Boots two coming in at number three this weekend, making just shy after three weeks almost ninety million dollars. Good for them. A hit. Good for Universal. Uh, Tom Hanks, a man came. Man called Otto came out. Oh, okay. Made just under five million in the second week. Well, it's because. <sighs> so- these American remakes of foreign masterpieces mm-hmm. never work. They, they, they never do. They, you know, they're always just, missing just, just something. Go, just go watch a man called Ove. E, yeah, even <laughs> even when like it's the same director making the, the uh, American it, it, version it, it of their own work. movie, it's so strange. It doesn't work. It's it, so just, wild. it never works. Yeah, just watch it, the original. Watch the original Funny Games. Watch the original Man Called. Watch yeah. watch the original Good Night Mommy. Yeah, it's crazy. W- w- watch the original. Uh, uh, God damn it! Uh, let's write one in. Yes, I like Matt Reeves too, and I like Let Me In. I think it's a good movie, but Let the Right One is so much better. So much better. Something about that fucking albino child. The albino (laughs) child. Albino child. Thomas Alfredson's a very great director. Um, The only one I can think of where it's like, oh no, the American remake actually does probably work better is uh, The Ring. It's one of the very few ones I can think of. Oh, another one I can think of is um, The Departed. Oh yeah, Infernal Affairs yeah. is a great movie. It is, but but it, but it, it is very. The Departed's got the Martin Scorsese. Come on, <laughs> no, exactly. It's an American version. It's yeah. fine. It's the same it thing, but with, with a legendary director and more money. 
and fucking goddamn Leonardo DiCaprio. Come on, this guy. Um, Wakanda Forever, number five. Whitney Houston, number six. The Whale. I wanted to point this out. The Whale expanded. Mm-hmm. So it's at number seven. Eight and a half million dollars this weekend. No, total. Excuse me. So, uh, it's, so it's only in like... All, all those people had a rough time getting through that first opening scene. Yeah, all those people. 800 theaters worth of people had to watch that opening scene. <laughs> so I already... I, I, I talked to uh, Matty J about it. He saw it. Oh, I, did he? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so how about that opening scene? And he was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> did it make him horny like me? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Um, he didn't identify with that. That's strange. I totally. I was like, "Oh, this is very identifiable." Um, <laughs> He's like, "I get you, Brandon." <laughs> and this is and this is wild. Number ten movie at the box office this weekend uh, in its eighth week of release. So it's two full months now. Eight hundred theaters. The menu at almost forty million. Yeah, nice. It's at, it's, at, it's awesome. on HBO Max now. I know it's it's been on HBO Max for like a week. People are still going to see it in theaters. Everybody that I've talked to that have seen the movie really enjoyed it. Everyone likes it. It's a good movie. Everybody likes it. It's good. It's it's satirical. It's funny. It's, uh, yeah, so my parents like, you guys should watch this. <laughs> Just watch oh, it. Yeah, I think it's you'll, fun. Do you like it? So that's your top 10. And then go have some s'mores. And then go eat those s'mores. I will never, <laughs> ever look at a s'more the same way. Ever. Like, man. Devastating, devastating <laughs> critique of American society and food culture in America. Devastating, so good. Um, I watched The Pale Blue Eye. I did not get a chance to watch it's it. It's fine, but it's fine. Yeah, it's what everybody. I've, it's like you know. Do you need to? You're a Christian Bale fan. I am, and I feel he's like he's got beard too. He's got. I, I, I like bearded Bale as beard, well. He's got bushy, like goatee, big mustache. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Bale, because old timey, old timey, 1830s. He's playing drunk. Drunkard. Okay. So he's a little stumbling over that thing. And uh and then this weird, like pinch faced, long nosed fellow is playing Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, he's the uh, he was He's been in stuff. What's he been in? Uh he was in he was in one of the Ballad of Buster Scruggs stories. Yes, I believe that's correct. Yeah. He's got a perfect face for stuff set in the past. Oh. Like there's like no way this guy exists in the <laughs> modern world. He looks too strange. We, we threw all those babies off of cliffs years ago. <laughs> we, we bred this shit out of our system. No, this guy's no. a crazy looking dude. No. Uh, and good. He's a very good He's actor. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. This role requires a lot of uh, raconteur-ish sort of qualities from him as Edgar Allan Poe. And he's very good. Bale's Bale. Very reliable. Very, very good. Very watchable. And it's uh, it's a whodunit, right? There's a, there's a, a, a cadet. Seems to have killed himself at the U.S. Military Academy. So he gets brought in as an investigator, outside investigator, and very quickly realizes, no, this is actually a murder. So then he's it's about to find out what the murder is. Um, it builds to this whole, like, sort of cultish supernatural element. Okay. Which is like, ah, is this almost a step too far? But now I understand it. Oh, but Edgar Allan Poe is here. Like, no. we're, we're, we're wanting to lean into that. Exactly. Maybe find out where his inspiration came right, from. Right, exactly. But then there's, like, moments where only a couple of scenes. And is it even, I'm thinking now, is it even that relevant to the plot overall? Not really. But uh, multiple characters who are allegedly or maybe speaking to the dead. Okay, and and when that pops up, you're like, "This movie's going there." We were just investigating. We we're just doing forensics files for forty minutes. Now we're like, "Oh, but I communicate with the dead as well." I was like, "Wait a second, what the fuck?" Yeah, forensic files with ghost whispers. Yeah, now that. all of a sudden, ghost whispers <laughs> pops up, and we're whispering to ghosts now in this fucking movie. Uh, but I, I guess it does feel very Edgar Allan Poe, right? He yeah. does. 
Murders at a Rue Morgue. That's one of my favorites where they're trying to investigate this like seemingly impossible murder that happened with no end, fourth century or anything. And then it seems like it's supernatural and it's all like, what could this have been? And then at the end, the detective was like, oh, no, it was just a, it was an orangutan. Someone, someone trying an orangutan to go down the chimney and fuck her own up and then and come back or some shit like that. Orangutan. The orangutan. Uh, a goo. They're called goos, I think. Okay. Doesn't that sound like a slur? Yeah, it does. It, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it does. It does sound like a slur. <laughs> what the, someone said a goo. And uh, this movie is sort of like that. That sort of poish quality. Uh, so it's this guy, Scott Cooper, who I feel like most of his movies are all like... Um, it's good. Just okay. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, uh, like, uh, there's only, actually only, Listen, only one movie he's made that the, I thought was bad, the, which is Antlers. The, the, the industry needs craftsmen as well as artists. Right. That's, that's true. And, uh, but I think maybe Scott Cooper might think of himself more as an artist. No, I mean, I, I bet you a lot of craftsmen do. Doesn't mean they yeah, are. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Let, let, me, let me pull up his, uh, he's, he's directed six films. Uh, why? Why? Why did IMDb get so weird? How, how did this happen? What the fuck is up with IMDb? Maybe they updated. It did update, and I hate it. Okay, here we go. What's this known for? That's not helping me. You know what? Uh, so remember, um, did he direct us Black Mass? I didn't watch that. You didn't watch that one? It's like ah, <laughs> like this could be. <laughs> this is so, so close to being good. It's got some good stuff in it, but it's not quite. Um. Crazy Heart, right? The, okay. The, yeah. the the Jeff Bridges one. Everybody he, seemed I mean, to enjoy that. Yeah, he got time. like an award for it, I think, for, for talking like just. Remember Out of the Furnace, Woody Harrelson, yeah. Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. That was all right. It was all right. Into him like holding a rifle. Yeah. Uh huh. That, that was all right. Uh, then Black Mask, Hostiles again. Well, once again, oh, man, he's been with Christian Bale. Oh, they like Dork. Three out of his six movies have been with Bale. Oh. Um, I mean, Hostile Hostiles was an interesting story. It was like, okay, yeah. And, uh, At least it was a different take on that kind of genre. Of the Western. Yeah. Of the Civil Era, Civil War Era Western. Good cast, Rosemary Pike, Christian Bale, Wes Studi, uh, Jonathan Majors. Uh, like I said, it, it Before was Before we knew was, who Jonathan Majors was. It was just, it was a different way, it was a different story to tell at that time that yeah. I hadn't seen yet. Yeah. So, at least that was fun. But other than that, it was just okay. It's just okay. Man, Jesse Plemons, Ben Foster, what a cast. Yeah. Um, Antlers, which uh, I watched last year, is yeah, not very good. I didn't watch it. And then The Pale Blue Eye. Those are his six movies. He makes, like, you know, d- not funny movies. No. <laughs> He's not interested in that. He wants to make, like, a serious uh, uh, kind of character-driven but still, like, plot-heavy movie. Uh, Antlers gets really supernatural and weird. Um, yeah, it's about but, a Wendigo, isn't it? Yes. It's about, it's about <laughs> when to go to the theaters today to see Antlers. Uh, Pale Blue Eye is, you know, it's two hours and ten minutes with credits, so really just a little over two hours. It's not too, and that's another thing. So it's just about two hours long. So I'm watching a movie, you know, I'm, I'm watching it at home. It's a Netflix movie, so I'm like, you know, I'm trying to pay attention. I'm doing my best. And you have the intent to pay attention. Yes, yeah, so I'm sitting down with the intent to pay attention, 100%. And an hour and a half in, I'm like this. This movie's wrapping up. <laughs> this story's right. Ra- this story's wrapping up. This is the end. This is the answer. And then I double check and I look at the the runtime and it's like 34 minutes left. Like, there's there's, there's some- something else going on yeah, here. <laughs> this, this movie has a fourth act. What, where are we going? And uh, I was a little disappointed by the fourth 
act, so to speak, in that it felt a little obvious in some ways. And then also it goes down a road, maybe trigger warning for certain things for upsetting real life stuff like suicide and sexual assault and whatever. But there's a thing towards the end where all of a sudden it gets like, oh, this is... Mm. <laughs> This got gross and weird for a second. I don't like it, you know. And that's the intent. It's supposed to be like off-putting. Yeah. But it's like I was just watching a murder mystery. Now you're taking me down this road, this late in the film. This is what you're gonna leave me with. Ew, it's it's strange. It's got a str- not strange ending, but an ending that I feel like you didn't quite you didn't quite nail it. I, and I under- I understood it. I understand what they were doing with it. It's kind of satisfying with what they do with the Edgar Allan Poe character. Um, but still, hey, Harry. Melling, English actor. Okay. He's in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, exactly. He belongs in fantasy stuff. Like, he's got a fake face. <laughs> um, he could be in the next fake draft. He could be in draft day two. Yeah. Yeah, he could play the uh, the Kevin Costner role. He'd be a fake mo- fake, fake actor in a fake movie. <laughs> he might as well be. I, still, I'm gonna wa- I swear <laughs> to God, I'm going to watch that movie. I'm going to watch it. Uh, yeah, Battle of the Buster Scruggs, Lost City of Z... Waiting for a barbarian. So there's a lot of stuff where it's like it's not 21st century. Yeah. Tragedy Macbeth. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. So anyway, yeah, it's uh, It's fine. It's fine. It's a fine beginning of the year type of thing, you know. Uh, media diet stuff. I didn't watch much outside of that. Uh, I am pretty much done with my news radio rewatch. Okay. Uh, season three, I believe, being the strongest season. Season four, pretty good. Season five is the bummer season, where the first episode they have to do a funeral for Bill McNeil's character or for Phil Hartman's character, Bill McNeil, and uh, it's like, oh, this sucks. Everyone's just like sad for real, <laughs> yeah, and, uh-huh. it, and then it like looms over the rest of season five. It's just a bit of a bummer. I don't even know if I might, I might finish it. But it's been fun to rewatch it to see all the um, cameos and guest stars. James Conn did an episode once where he showed up to to follow around Phil Hartman's character because he's like studying for a role. Uh, so he's pretty great in it. Um, all three of the Mr. Show guys, uh, Bob Odenkirk, David Cross, and uh, Brian Posehn, they all have, they all show up in episodes in small roles, like in one-off roles. Mm-hmm. In season three, and then in season four, all three of them pop up again as like different roles. As like Dave Foley's yeah. old friends uh, getting back together to put uh, getting the old band back together, an acapella group. Very silly, but it's funny seeing all. It's like, oh look at fucking Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. He's so young. And he's, got, <laughs> he's got a full head of hair, looking great. Oh look, there's David Cross. He's so young and still doesn't have any hair. Still has no hair. <laughs> nah, he's just young and weird looking. Uh, Brian Posehn looking surprisingly skinny. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, know, in yeah. comparison. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, we're all just younger, better-looking versions when you look back. Um, it's been fun. It's been fun rewatching news radio. Also, I, I rewatch on Tubi because it's short, Death Race 2000. Okay. And because it's on there, it's like, it's a 70-minute movie, but it's fucking great, man. Uh, David Carradine versus Sylvester Stallone on the on the road, driving these, like, wacky racist-style automobiles. <laughs> it's so much fun. Weird. It is weird. It's very weird. Uh, I forgot that Martin Cove is in it. The guy who's uh, from the uh, Sweep the Leg, the mm-hmm. Karate Kid guy. No. He has a small role in it, but gets he's like one of the first cars to get blowed up. No. Um, and then as I was watching it, like I I remember watching it as a kid and being bored. Um, and then as an adult now, I appreciate it much more just for its campiness. Um, but I'm like, how come I didn't watch this more when I was a kid? It, it's 
filled with titties. It's titty crazy mm-hmm. at, at certain points. I should have been watching just for the nudity. It's, a, it's the nineties, yeah. man. Like nudity was hard to come by. And uh, I don't know. I, I I blew it. There you go. I blew it. Young me <laughs> blew it. I could have been watching Death Race 2000 this whole time. Just told my mom. Then you could have been one of those guys. I could have been one of those guys, like <laughs> jacking off to Sylvester Stallone in the background. Oh, <laughs> man, that, see, that would make your Sylvester Stallone obsession even weirder. Even weirder. Yeah. For, for some reason, <laughs> movies make me hard. I don't know. <laughs> I watched Daylight at Papa Boner so hard. It's crazy. I was always Viggo Mortensen, but it was really my Stallone thing. Um, anyway, that's, that was my media diet. What do you got for me? Uh, I watched on Netflix uh, Rise of Empires, colon, The Ottomans, colon, Mehmet versus Vlad. What the hell? <laughs> Rise of Empires, okay, colon. So, so, yeah, so there's a series on Netflix. It's like historical fiction. So think like Rome or, okay. or like Vikings. Sure, yeah. But like, you know, like more specific for whatever they want to talk about. So it's a mixture of that. But yeah. Every once in a while, it goes to like talking heads. So it's actual, it's not historical fiction. It is. Uh, yes. His, it, it's basically history. You've talked about Just another, an, like another episode of this before. Yeah. You well, described an, this before. Another series. Yeah. Yeah. Because but, they, but this thing where it's multiple like, things. It's like a, enactments, like it's a dramatic thing. Yeah. But then it cuts to like. Talking heads. They actually did yeah. this. Uh-huh, the exactly. warriors yeah. of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's the Ottoman those, Empire? But it, yeah. So they did one for the Ottomans, and I guess it was super popular for whatever reason. Yeah. So they decided to do, uh, like, uh, I guess I guess it's another story with the same guy who played Mehmet okay. in the, from the first one. So it's the same actor yeah. playing the same historical role, but now he's going up against Vlad the Impaler. Nice. The original Dracula. Yeah, but so apparently that was a thing. Apparently, so apparently Vlad the Impaler, like, grew up in the... Ottoman courts, okay. Because I guess uh, what's the name of his fucking land? It's Tr- not. It's not Transylvania. Transyl- Wallachia. Wallachia. Yeah. So they were like a vassal, basically a vassal state okay. of the Ottomans. Okay. So like he was raised in the court there. This, that, the other. So when Mehmet became Sultan, now all of a sudden you've got this guy who you know Game of Thrones style like grew up in a royal court with him. And okay. Now they're going to battle. Ooh. Intense. Yeah. Sounds there, there was a lot of impaling, needless to say. Well, that was his thing. Yeah. Right? That, that was Vlad's That was thing. his calling card. Yeah. He's like, it's what I do. I like to <laughs> impale. It's very intimidating. They're afraid of it. The spiker going through them into the ground. Yeah. Um, sounds good. Was it good? Yeah. It was fine. I thought the first the first one was better for whatever reason. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, that right. was, there, there were six episodes, but an hour piece. On Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. All right. Netflix's Rise of the Empire's... Colon other stuff. Colon. <laughs> Double colon. <laughs> Double colon is so funny. You got to start employing some dashes, guys. Like yeah. Mission Impossible style. Uh, dashes are very important. So I watched that, and then I started playing a new video game Ooh. called uh, Sports Story. It's a follow-up to a game on the Switch that I played called Golf Story. Okay. Which is basically, it just think of like a golf game yeah. just with like, you know, a, a, a dumb little story and some RPG elements. Okay. So think like... Imagine if Zelda mm-hmm. was a golf game. So you're going around different like golf courses, and you're talking to people and buying things, and you play around of golf. Yep. How's the golf mechanic? It's pretty easy. Pretty basic. Yeah, it's this little bar, mm-hmm. it's a, and it's about the, you know you aim where you want the ball to go. Yeah. You can change uh, like how you hit the ball. Yeah. You can change where you hit the ball. Yeah. And then it's just it's, it's a slide bar system, so it goes to a point, and, and then once once you get everything set in, you know there's a little dot. Yeah. And you just 
a, bo- a slide bar comes up. You got to hit the button at the right time to make it and, stop. Yeah, up. yeah, and then somewhere else, so you don't slice and whatnot. Sure, sure, sure. To hit it just right. That's right. interesting. Uh, so sports. What's but the sports one? one? So, so sports. So this different is, sports. All different so, sports. So, so the golf one was a success. So they decided to do a sequel sure. where they made the game, you know, bigger, yeah. more inclusive, mm-hmm. more stuff. Unfortunately, that takes away from, you know, the very focused and good golf game in the beginning. Yeah. Now, like so far, so I saw played the game for a couple hours. I played a round of practice volleyball. Yeah. Uh, I, I failed a bunch of some cricket stuff. Cricket. And I've only played one round of golf. And the golf was a fun one. Well, it was the only one, and it was yeah. fun. Yeah. And now they got you doing other stuff. And it's not as fun. Bummer. Bummer. They should have just done like individual done volleyball story, uh, uh, cricket story. I, I agree. But instead, they decided to put all, you know, do it all in the next game, the sequel, and made, instead of making one good game yeah. about one specific sport, they made decent game about all of the sports bummer uh how are what's the um how are the rpg elements of it the well, story I mean, has the story part the story ah uh, you know seriously once again because of the diversified everything and i think i think there was, this was a case of over expansion yeah and them just not it and the product suffering yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah sure like this could have used a, a lot more focus like i mean sure, granted sure, i see sure. all the ideas and they all—they're all fun at a glance, mm-hmm. but I think it would would have been way better if they would have just like, like I said, like volleyball story, wow, yeah, soccer story, cricket story, yeah, right, cricket story. I want the cricket story. That, I didn't play that. I want to learn cricket. It's crazy. They got the little box. I know. Thing. It's, it's weird. Got to throw the ball like, in a weird way. Guy stayed in front of it somehow. There's, there's, a, there's a flat bat. A flat does bat. Things. Looks, that thing you paddle people in the ass with that bat. You don't fucking play ball with it. So, huh? so it's all right. All right. Sports story. Just I mean, getting only, all right. It was only fifteen bucks. So. Oh shit. Yeah. That ain't not, that's a drop in a bucket. Recognize it. Should I? It kicks in a second. You know, I'll just jump for it. Here we go. Here we go. New segment. Chris goes to Jurassic World Live Tour, so you don't have to. This is going to be a one-time segment, and let's... No, like, maybe weekly. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> is, is there like... Uh, we'll see. Is, is there like an annual pass you can get to this? Oh, man. That'd be cool if they came back next year with a whole new... With the exact same show. That'd be a bummer. It was the exact same show. That's right. Jurassic World live tour coming to a city near you unless uh, you're listening to a set of time when it's over or a passenger city. It could have already been passenger city. So what is this? Uh, is this like Jurassic Park on ice but without the ice? Yes. <laughs> so Jurassic Park on skates. Yes. Um, on wheels. On wheels and on uh, like weird, these like tread things where their legs are attached to and they move back and forth. Oh, but it, but the tread thing itself yeah, yeah, is uh-huh. uh, is what's moving it. Maybe tread's not the right word, but like a conveyance. The larger ones, your your stegosauri. Okay. Well, there's only one. They're the triceratops and the goddamn like twenty something foot tall T Rex. Yeah. That the, came I out mean, of one point. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. That was that was I was like, whoa! Look at this animatronic dinosaur. They're just slowly trotting out around you. Uh-huh. Uh, and they built up to it really well. Anyway, let me start at the beginning. So Jurassic World Live Tour. It's a f- universal official thing. It's not like a third-party license thing. Mm-hmm. And it's all based on Jurassic World. And from what I could gather, from my vague memories of watching those movies once, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I think the story they came up with takes place between two and three, Jurassic World two and three. Okay. It's like Jurassic World 2.5, but the okay. story of these of these side characters having their own little adventure with the dinosaur, uh, like leaving and coming back to having all this shit. Uh, two halves, 35 minute halves at the Amway Center. Okay. And uh, there was like a pre-show thing. This was smart. An hour beforehand, the floor is open. You just walk down there and take a picture in front of a couple of the dinosaurs and one of them stupid fucking gyrosphere things. Oh God, so stupid. Yeah. But they had one. Uh-huh. It's a split second thing for the movie. You say to yourself, and then you keep walking and you get a pay, you know, $10 for a hot dog in a bag. And, uh, yeah, it was just like fucking people in puppet, raptor puppet suits and animatronics. Uh And and, and at one point, there's a a pterodon, a pterodon, pterodactyl. I always want to say pterodactyl, but it's not that one. It all depends. I mean, that's a specific Exactly. They're very specific. Yeah. And for some reason, they're like, there is, anyway, it comes down on a string. And, and comes down this bad guy who's like, no, and then he falls to the ground and he does the thing that, you know, the classic grab the the toy and hold it to your neck. Like, no, it's killing yeah, me. Uh-huh. No, no, yeah, you're, yeah. you're providing the movement. And then like I was just sitting at the right side at the right angle to see him like very clearly take, using his hands to hook the, the claws of the Turandan to his, something in his shirt. So he could fly off proper. Yeah. And then uh-huh. it pulls him up and he's like, no. And then he's like kicking his legs and uh all like families and kids around us obviously so they're like whoa it was so fucking ridiculous and fun it was fun we had a good time there were flamethrowers at one part for like no reason to no reason just a t-rex or like fire they're shooting fire everywhere uh and they did the thing where you've seen this at like um theme park it's a very much a theme park show but with a a bigger budget um the uh travels and it travels (laughs) city city correct yes the um the dialogue that's happening, the acting, it's all on a pre-recorded track that's just playing on the on the speakers. So everyone's voice is at the same like audible level and coming from the same location above you somehow. Um, which I feel like I don't know. Just give them, give them microphones and let them. Make, oh, but then you gotta rely on them. Yes, <laughs> yes. A little, just a little more pop to what's happening. No, it's it, it, it's. It's way easier to do this, and they could pay them less if they if they're all stuntmen and none of them are actors. That's true. They are all clearly stunt people, who are uh, out there doing really you know corny big choreography. Again, it's for little kids, and, yeah. and they're having a great time. One part early on, the kids, some of them were clearly like there was one dad in front of me. I had to grab his kid and like hold him tight because he was freaking out. Where um, the I guess it's the end of Jurassic World. Two, Fallen Kingdom, where the Indominus Rex like bust out and starts mm-hmm. terrorizing everyone on the island. So they're just, uh, they show like that a giant, uh, the head of it like pops through the wall, the set at one point, and then it's like, you know, we're in an arena. They got really loud yeah. speakers, so it's like roaring really loud. Sirens are going off. They got red lights going. They got sparks falling from the rafters to make it look like, oh shit, things are breaking. Yeah. We're under, you know, and that was like an extended five minute sequence. Uh, I'm surely that freaked out some some of the smaller children. I'm sure, because there were kids, like tiny, tiny kids. If they're weak-minded little pussies, weak-minded little shits. Also, it was a fun, immersive experience, and I'm sure they'll remember for days. I mean, those are, those I, are so young. I mean, you forget maybe some of them got age. freaked out enough to where it's gonna like scar them for life. They'll forever you be know? afraid of uh, of uh, dinosaur shows. I do have very vague memories of going to a, a He-Man uh, live He-Man show. I went to Sesame Street live when I was a kid. Ooh. Like uh, in a in a theater, yeah. like a theater show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you remember anything about it? Uh, bright lights and Big Bird was real. 
<laughs> the impression that he's real. Yeah, no, exactly. There. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And as as a kid, I was like, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's so, no, yeah, like, cause, no cause way. It, take, it, it takes him off the television <laughs> yeah. screen, you know, right in front of you. Yeah, that's so funny. That's yeah, so funny. That, that, so that was weird. That's all I remember. That is weird. I wonder if any of those kids had that impression of like, oh my God, blue is real. Here's the <laughs> dinosaur. And you can see that guy's like the leotards legs. The, yeah. the, the, the well, you see, that's legs. just it. Like uh, Big Bird's already just a dude in a suit. Yeah. But, but even as a kid, there's, you know, that. Yeah. You don't even think about that. You, yeah. you, just, you just see the dude in a suit. I think even kids here get to see like, oh, these are clearly like robots or things. Or maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it was very, very cool and fun. And, uh, Again, 35-minute halves. It could have been a little bit longer, maybe. Right. I don't know. You could give me some more dino action. There's a baby Maybe like a whole, like whole 90-minute JP movie? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, why not? Honestly, the plot that they gave us, this little story with these people and these interns and this dinosaur and the, they had this uh, dino decoder that they were working on that, that where they can sense the dinosaur's like emotions or whatever. Um it was 10 times a better plot than Jurassic <laughs> World Jurassic Dominion. World. Yes. Yes. I was like, this is, we walked out of the movie. 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 Walked out of the, the no, it's theater. Yeah. I'm doing more live theater reviews this year. I'm a, I'm a man of culture. Yeah. So I'm all about theater now. Yeah. Um, I was Marissa. And Marissa was like, uh, that, maybe, why didn't they make that the movie? That should have been the, the, you know, the movie. Not whatever nonsense <laughs> they came up bullshit with. Bullshit we watched. Stupid bullshit. Um, anyway, it was, it was ridiculous. You this okay? And, cool. I'm and I'm glad I went. Yeah. Jurassic World live tour. All right. All right. We'll see if that segment comes back next week. Maybe I'll bring it back up. Who knows? Maybe I'll start following the tour, <laughs> and then I'll I'll have to. You, you, you can follow them like the Grateful Dead. Yeah, we'll be <laughs> we'll be J World heads. Where we, every city we go, we buy a new like thirty five dollar t shirt. Or I'm, I'm not. I, you know what? I don't think you want to be that person. I don't. I don't want to be that person. I, don't think you do. I can follow them all the way up to Detroit. I, I didn't. I don't know where they're going. They could be going there. Who knows? That'd be fun. I can see all the arenas of the country and see how many different hot dogs I can I can eat. And find out that they're all the same because they all come from the same company. Yeah. Well, you know, you get to a different distributor when you get to different parts of the country, right? It's yes like and the, no. I want the northeastern version of Cisco. No, I, I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure Cisco's nationwide. No. Crazy. First, we saw uh, Infinity Pool. By Brandon Cronenberg. Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool, released by Neon in about 1,800 screens. Coming out this week, Drew, at number eight. Okay. In the box office top ten. That's interesting. $2.7 million opening weekend for this R-rated film. Very R-rated. Crimes of the Future, which Neon released last year, made $2.4 million total. Mm. So it would be he beat his dad's movie. And that is straight onto Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, Infinity Pool will be soon as well. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, because Possessor was on Hulu. Oh, boy. To, to befuddle and possibly disappoint normal audiences. Oh, 100%. Uh, I mean, even even some audiences that this was made for might be befuddled and not like it so much. It's possible. It's possible. It does say, yeah. yeah. The, uh, I'm looking at the uh, the box I was reporting at the weekend. The cinema score. You know, they send mm-hmm. people in the black shirts. So they're like, what do you want to tell me? Yeah. Uh, coming back at a C minus. Okay. So uh, definitely, some things about this movie are putting people off. I mean, could it be the the masks? Could it be? It's probably not this. It 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 might be 
the hardcore hallucinogenic aphrodisiac sex and violence. It might be the uh, yeah the um, the was I mean, sort, uh, what, of, sort of a, a breast what, a nipple sucking. What was the mouth se- fucking thing? What What was the scene where the uh, the couple got up and left? They got up and left an hour into the movie. I checked. I checked the time because when they got up and left, I was like, I have to know. I have to know the timing. And I looked. I was like, an hour, yeah. one hour in. They made it halfway through. But it was right after like a weird scene. They got up and left when um, our our main characters uh, rounded up, uh, roasted a couple, grousted a couple out of bed. Oh yeah, and 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 then 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 stripped them nude and then had them uh, nude on their knees in the living room and they're Mm -hmm. surrounding them and they got up to not even they didn't even want to find out what was going to happen to that couple. Um. Man, they really, truly, they truly got up and left just as the movie was getting even more interesting. <laughs> when it when it takes another turn, yeah, an even darker turn, a darker turn, and another turn in terms of like, what is, who are we? What is real? What is going on? What do our memories make of us and our experiences? And, yeah. Um, and then, and also, don't forget the overarching "rich people are shit" motif. Rich people are shit. People are people of privilege abuse that privilege, uh, and then also the people who exploit that, who have the system set up, yeah. so then you know they'll keep doing this bullshit uh, as long as money is being made. So the central premise of the movie, which is in a trailer, yeah. right, is that uh, there's a little a fictional country that's shitty but people go there for the cheap the resorts yeah it's like a dominican republic type of thing well no exactly it's like a dominican, or even i mean i guarantee you there are some parts of uh eastern europe oh sure of, like what because they filmed in croatia yes that part of the world is breathtakingly beautiful apparently and so incredibly politically unstable that yeah. like Anything could happen at any point in time. Like you could just be on vacation, and then there's a fucking coup, and and then you're stuck. It's like it's like in Peru. You just go to Peru, and then all of a sudden, like, oh no, this is not. Yeah, exactly. So, Mm. well, um, they're in one of these places. They're supposed to stay in the resort. So of course they meet a couple, and they don't they don't stay in the resort. They leave the resort, get themselves in some trouble, which uh, gets them arrested by the police, and their chart their their punishment is death. But due to their tourist, when you explain it, it sounds like comedy. But thanks to their country's tourist initiative, tourism initiative, diplomats and international visitors can take advantage of this double situation where for a fee, we will make a clone of you. Make an exact clone of you. Give, give, give it your body and your brain. And your memories. Yep. So, so it thinks it's you. And so it experiences the grief of dying in the, in and, the and, weird execution. And, and also so, you know, they, the, the people who do it can get justice because they see that in their face. Yeah, they see. They see. They get theirs. Yeah. yeah, right. They get theirs. You get yours. So then this guy. And yet, you're still alive. And then this guy who's a writer. Oh, and, and you have to watch. And you have to. I know that makes you watch <laughs> Presumably, I guess, so you understand the gravity of the situation. Yeah. But really, people watching are like, oh, that means I can just get away with um, crazy violence in this country and do whatever I want and just as, pay as my way. As, pay, as long as you can pay for it. Pay my way out of it. So, yeah, very much about the privilege. And this guy who falls in with these people, and then it's like uh, the corrupting influence of, mm-hmm. of that kind of... Uh, Power and money. Interesting. Interesting yeah. stuff. Interesting movie. What you, would you think of it? I mean, it was definitely... 
It was definitely a Brandon Cronenberg movie. It's very Brandon Cronenberg. This, this family has fucking mental issues, and I love how they work it out on screen. It's fun it, for maybe, me. It's fun to watch. You know, maybe <laughs> is it mental issues, or maybe they're just like they're just good artists. And maybe, Either, David Cronenberg seems like a very uh, almost uh, scholarly man when when he speaks in interviews. He seems kind of nice. Either way, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're they're fascinating. I can't wait for the daughter's movie. Yeah. <laughs> This, his, sister, his sister's got a movie coming may, out. May, may, maybe she's like the opposite. Maybe she'll go on to make like, you know, all these like... Costume dramas or like something. Costume dramas and family movies and like win Oscars. That'd be funny. <laughs> she makes, no, I make, I make beautiful, heartfelt dramas. Like, no. The, the log line for her movie is like, it sounds fucked up. <laughs> it's even, okay. Maybe well, she's even more twisted she's gonna than be the rest. The, She's going to be the most twisted. She's like, I have something to prove. <laughs> Watch, oh my good. Uh, but I mean, I, 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 I like their types of movies. Uh, yeah. Mia Goth fucking slaughtered it. She's so in, good. In, in more ways than one. She's so scary. And, I mean, she's so as, good. as much as I've liked some of Alexander Skarsgård work, Skarsgård's work, yeah. I don't... I don't know if maybe this was what they were going for, mm-hmm. but he's just like a bland white guy. Like that could have been anybody. Sure. Yeah. He's just a American writer who's a, kind of not even a good writer at that yeah, and he's just, struggling. He's just a guy, like, I could have. He's like an empty vessel type that gets, yeah. that gets poured into yeah. uh, that. These immortal people change because he's so pliable. But the, 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 the thing is though, like, because of the character he's playing is because he, I guess he's playing it so well. I could imagine any actor in that role. Like yeah. that could have been anybody. That's fair. Like after watching the movie, I could not see anybody else in Mia Goth's role like that. She made it her own. No, she's, she's so good. So she's so good. She's doing this thing. I was thinking about this earlier today. She's doing this thing. That's like, uh, the inverse of a final girl. You know, uh, there's like, you got your scream Queens and, and people who get find their lane and doing horror movies where they're always like the girl that survives or whatever. She she's now been in a bunch of horror movies where she's like very iconic in them. X, Pearl, and then this, uh, where she's not the final girl. She's like situated as that sort of, but really she's the killer. Yeah. Um, she's like the killer girl and all she's these the things. Guy. She's a bad guy. Even when she's like the hero, she's the bad guy. And uh she's great. Yeah. She's great. She's like compelling to watch and interesting and makes weird choices. The drug scenes were lots of fun too. The drug scenes are lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> the movie does start with the thing where it's like warning the photo photo sensitivity. Uh, uh, yeah, photo sensitivity. Photo sensitivity, epilepsy, be careful. And every time that happens, I'm like, Oh, is this a movie that's gonna finally I'm gonna find epilepsy? out I'm, I'm yeah. gonna find out I'm actually epileptic <laughs> this whole time. Not this one. Um but it does have like very oh, kind of like harsh, almost editing sequences. Yeah, well, where, I mean, well it, the it, the cloning it, sequences. I like, mean, it's it, but it's it, it, it's meant to be like their visual representation of the psychedelic experience. Sure, sure, sure. Of whatever they were doing to some yeah. sort of like ayahuasca, peyote, weird shit. Yeah, anything that's like in a bowl that you don't have to huff the smoke out of it mm-hmm. scares me. You see that it, it for, for me I'm like I guess that's you, the, that's the next level like, for you, that's, that's, <laughs> that's that's what you're looking for that's that's what's next like I've done I've done the other stuff that's you, you that's need, the next level you're looking for the one where where it's like nope you have to throw up for it for the trip to start working whatever <laughs> man it's I'll, gonna if, make you if, sick and if, then if you'll this go off. makes me talk to their gods then I'm fucking down that's let's true. do this hey, hey. 
But what are you sure though? They're yeah. gods. Uh-huh. I'm okay with it. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's scary. Anyone hands me a bowl and it's smoking. They say huff it. I'm like, I'll be like, that's fine. You just call me. I'll do it for you. Can you can I get my friend Drew to do, <laughs> give me, do a test? Huff? I got you, bro. He's gonna test. I got huff you. It. Then I'll sit there and watch. Man. Hey, how you feeling? How you feeling now? I'm gone. <laughs> I mean, I'm here, but I'm not here, dude. Yes. Yeah. You can't respond. In your head, you're responding. Yeah. But I just see you going like. Nyum, nyum, nyum. <laughs> Man, I think he's enjoyed it. Um, <coughs> right there, I just died. The um, uh, yeah, the orgy stuff is crazy. Yeah, that couple walked out before the orgy happened. No. What a shame! They missed they missed uh, the psychedelic orgy. An interesting sequence that no. went on for oh, uh, way longer than I thought it was going I, to. I was like, oh, oh, we're still going. We're back. Well, more, well, more close ups of scars and guard space. Well, because it starts with them, and then all of a sudden, everybody else is there. Oh, and, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, and they're wearing masks, and uh, it's different colors, and the other uh, thing is all crazy, and it just keeps going and going and going. Um, yeah, it kind of it kind of revels in that stuff, and I can see why it would obviously get an NC seventeen mm-hmm. at that Sundance. Oh yeah, and uh, you know they had to trim a bunch of stuff out to get it to R. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure. I mean, it's like again, it's like a close up of a, like a weird nipple sucking thing. That, yeah, that was like it was like a nipple, but it wasn't. I don't know what was going uh-huh. on. It was strange. Yeah, it was. I could see that getting cut down. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they're like we gotta get rid of this. <laughs> we gotta get rid of that weird nipple tentacle yeah. and also mm-hmm. less uh and again uh, the 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 cronenbergian um desire to show penetration yeah. on a screen right yeah uh-huh. you have that the nipple the mouth close-up and then the uh the knife in the stomach over, oh, yeah. and, over. over and over super super penetrating, penetrating. and then oh, yeah. and then stuff just gushing out yeah. oh speaking of gushing so there's also jizz Oh yeah. yeah, yes there is. Yes, this, there, there, there is. This is the second uh, movie with a weird, uncomfortable masturbation scene yeah, we've seen recently. Masturbation scene with, but but this one comes complete with money shot. Yep. Uh, someone drops some like I don't know uh, some sort of like conditioner. It, it, it looks like hair conditioner has a good it, consistency. It almost looks like a slurry. Yeah, exactly. Someone mixed some flour and water together. Yep. Some cornstarch and water. And yeah. dripped it onto some rocks and shot it in close-up. But we all know what that was. Oh. So this movie features jizzing, vomiting, uh, uh, bleeding. Lots of bleeding. Yeah. Uh, peeing. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff coming out. Lots of bodily fluids. Any shitting? No shit. No shitting. No shitting. See, ah, they almost they almost <laughs> had it. They could have completed the, the whole cycle. Maybe that cycle. got cut. Maybe they cut the shit. Maybe the MPA was like, you got you to gotta get the shit eating out of here. Someone I don't eat shit at some point. Eat Maybe. my shit? I don't know. The um, uh, I rewatched Train Spotting this uh, this weekend. Okay, that that's got a significant amount of shit. Yeah, in one does. in one scene that, uh-huh. that's very gross and um, agreed. Uh, so yeah, Infinity Pool needed some more shit. That's all. That's all. But everything, or all the other, mostly the <laughs> all the other hallmarks were there. All the other fluids were there. Um, yeah, this movie is like uh, bothersome in some ways. It's supposed yeah. to be intentionally, mm-hmm. you know, in, definitely in, 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 a, in a in a in a good way. That like I wish more art would try to be try to be more like you know provocative and and and, and do things in a different way, and, and then have an ending that's like you know pretty a dark pretty dark ending. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know for he's, sure he he's done. He, yeah, it's like wow, it's yeah. over. It's like a wrecking for a dream sort of ending. Yeah. Where it's like all oh, these characters like yeah, there's a future there, but it's not like that. Is not the future. Yeah, no, there yeah. is. Yeah, there are. They, 
Lost Chance of Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is just, man. yeah, it's it bad. Uh, He's in a bad place. Yeah, this is, this is I gotta say, a fun, a fun enjoyable uh, movie that I think um, everyone should get their families together and go watch it. <laughs> watch it together. Especially the kids. Kids, grandparents, mother-in-law, get your parents-in-law. <laughs> Don't invite the wife. Don't invite the husband. <laughs> You know what? Actually, you should go on a vacation. You should go to a resort. There and, you go. And then watch this movie there. There you at go. At the resort. Uh, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> really, just bring it all together. That is a fantastic idea. Um, it was shot in the uh, Amadria Park Resort in Sibenik, Croatia. Yeah, fucking gorgeous. And it says here, clicking on Sibenik, it says uh, uh, anything about... Uh, the death of people or how it's horrible or, or clones uh, actually it seems kind of nice there's a port port town and, uh, maybe we should go to Croatia I mean it's all it's old Soviet blocks so depending I mean I, no I, maybe now's not time, I, time to go to I don't necessarily know how their you know governments have held up but I know they're prone to collapsing uh hmm. looks like they have basketball okay let's go to Croatia and watch a basketball game Say so. They were asking him if they've seen the have you guys seen Infinity Pool? <laughs> it was filmed here. It was filmed here. You want to watch it? You want to watch it together? I have it here on, on my on my portable. We, we DVD should go player. to that resort and watch Infinity Pool. There we go. But sitting by the pool, sitting at the yeah, Infinity, Infinity Pool. pool. Let's I, go I to. The, Infinity we're pool. gonna watch Infinity Pool in the Infinity Pool, uh, and then we'll murder someone, and they'll be like, "Look, or we're here. We'll do the double program. We'll do the double program, and uh, I'm gonna stay for after the, during the rainy season, and then I'll stay during the rainy season. <laughs> here's here, here's the money, and they'll be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> it's right here. I saw it in the movie. I'm here in that the was, resort. That it's was, here. That's a documentary, right? Right. That actually happened, right? Does Alexander Skarsgård here? I like to speak with Mr. Skarsgård. <laughs> I, I, I know he's hanging up by the pool. I got a few words. I have to have a few words with this man. The, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I know, anything else you want to say about Infinity Pool right now? Or I mean, no. I think that's really. Really, it's, uh, it's a Cronenberg movie. It's a, Cronen so it's a Cronenberg. If, that, if that's your jam, then get on it. I'm glad we got it. And if it's not your jam, then stay the fuck away. Then, be, then buyer beware. <laughs> buyer beware of, of wild, of wild. That, that, those final scenes are so funny. I, love, I think the movie ends in a very funny way. Actually. Oh, yeah, when she's just lounging on the hood of the car. Uh, no, I mean even with the uh, the like the ride back to the airport. Oh yeah, 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 that too. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, right, back to life. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, very funny. I thought that was good. Uh, also, those masks are awesome. Mm -hmm. we should, yeah, they're, they're super creepy. We should get some for Easter. I mean, yeah, I'm down. All right, I want the one with the coins in the mouth. We'll get you get the ones with coins in the mouth. I get the one with like two faces, like the like looks like they're sewn together, and we'll go for brunch. Can we go to church first? We'll get mimosas. Um, sure. With masks on. I feel like this is a church. You know. <laughs> yeah. If, if, I'll go to church well, no, too if we're wearing masks. I'm just saying, if we're wearing the masks and we go to church, we're gonna be doing some offending. So I, I, that, that's right up my alley. Okay. Well, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> um, Infinity Pool gets two Infinity th Infinity Stones. You get the, the purple one. But there are five. Well, it gets two of them. <laughs> two. We only have two thumbs, sure. <laughs> I don't have five. I mean, thumbs. between the two of us, we have four. Oh, okay, okay. Like, <laughs> we'll give us three Infinity Stones: <laughs> the orange one, the purple one, and which one? Doesn't matter. The yellow one. <laughs> <laughs> Pick some colors, man. I just did. 
And I don't know what kind of recipe that made, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's going to do something. One of the Marvel nerds can tell us. Hey, Marvel nerd, tell us. What did those three do together, and how does that help Alexander Skarsgård write a new <laughs> novel? That's your that's your assignment for this week. Uh, expect to see it on my desk by 9 a.m. Friday morning. PFT Media Production.